Welcome to the Rob Bailey Show. You guys might hear some bass in the background. Uh, the gym outside is ripping right now. Uh, I'm pretty happy that my staff are going so hard. Um, before we start, uh, we got Austin on the podcast today. I really enjoy recording with him. And I want to cover some sponsors. Um, we've had a lot of people reach out about the show. Um, and um, not taking that many, <laughs> to, be, to be honest. Um, I don't ever want to like sort of throw sponsors in here that I don't 100% believe in. Um, that being said, uh, first sponsor, Trifecta. Uh, Trifecta's been making my food for a long, long time. Fantastic meal prep company, uh, the best meal prep company. One of the most convenient things about them is just always having meals available. And if you're someone like me who's always on the run and some nights, like I just don't go home, you know, like it's a weird life, but to have pre-made meals that are healthy, that are just available, it changes the game for me. Uh, and not only that, their, their food is the best food. Like I'm not just saying that it's super clean. Uh, it's fantastic. We are actually with another meal prep company. Um, and they just kept trifecta just kept sending us food and it's just so good that we could not, not, uh, sort of go with them. So makes life super easy. Uh, they're great to deal with. Check them out. Um, next is, and mostly just because this is what the podcast is about, but flag nor fail, um, is our apparel line. Uh, we started out as a, like a very grassroots, um, hand printed limited edition streetwear line with a fitness influence. And as we grew, so did my resources to be able to do cut and sew, which is what I've always dreamed of. I actually grew up sewing in high school. Um, I always placed in all the fashion shows. I, I, it was a huge part of my life was sewing growing up. And I've always wanted to own my own line and dreamt of designing cut and sew. So we're there. We're, we're making things. We're not just you know, pulling stuff off the shelf and printing it anymore like we did when we started out. Now we're actually like testing and, and it's a beautiful, beautiful process. Um, flagnorfail.com check out our apparel line uh, action adventure made for the busy lifestyle now the next one sponsor here that I want to include is a dude who uh, has totally just blown my socks off he sent something to my office a while ago for us to make and I didn't really get the right story of why he did it or why I had this random table in my office but I knew it was really good and he sort of just stuck around. And I think that my favorite thing about Jeff is every time he provides us with something, he makes us something, it, he over delivers every single time. He makes my life so easy, he cleans up after himself and his brain works amazing. He made our conference room table, uh, which is the one with the monogram cut out of it, full metal um, that changes color. Like it is amazing. The, the meetings we have in there are just elevated because of that table. Uh, he made a sample rack, which is, <laughs> I walked in and saw this thing and it just, it blew my mind. But if you want to check his workout, um, go to Instagram. It is at J-R-A underscore custom. He's a phenomenal woodworker, metal worker, uh, and he can just make anything. He's like my personal little secret guy right now in the valley. Um, that will just, if I have something that needs to be made and fabricated uh, out of wood or a, even a problem to solve, uh, he's the dude who do, does it. So absolutely amazing. I uh, want to give him a shout out on this show. Anyway, uh, today we got a special little thing for you, and it's called an intro song. Here we go. I'm
Yo, we got an intro. You just see that, dude? What? Did the intro play? Yeah, we just played music for an intro for 30 seconds. That's crazy. Is it the one that reminds me of the Chinese food buffet? It's don't, yeah. That is what it does. Is that what it reminds you of? Yeah, the one you were playing earlier. And you come in and you're like, I'm going to outwork everyone in this buffet line. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. You don't do that anymore. You're retired. No. But Chinese, back in my day, Chinese Let's talk about, you want to talk about that? Let's start with that. Which part? How, like, th- there's something about you that's very special. Okay. I like where this is going. <laughs> so, you are, like, one of, the, one of the few people that I know in the world that are capable of doing, like, really intense shit mm-hmm. and just not telling anyone about it. Oh, I know. Okay. Like, you add yeah. stuff to your life and, like, like dieting. Mm-hmm. You diet and you just crush. Mm-hmm. That's all. And now I'm doing Olympia. But everyone's everyone that preps for shows, like, it's this, this big ordeal and they make it seem like they're... You know, it's the end of the world or the beginning of the world or whatever that it is. Yeah, I think and the, you just diet on your own and nobody even knows. Well, I think what you have to do if you're dieting or you're competing, most likely, and I've been a victim of this in the past, you're doing it for attention. You're doing it for a purpose or for a very specific reason. So the more dramatic and harder you make it seem, then it seems like you're accomplishing a lot more. But I don't know. I've always said, like, if you're doing something for the right reason, it should be easy. And that's why it's easy because I'm not, I'm not doing it for any reason for like chasing cloud or looking for sponsorships or like looking to get my name out there. I'm just going to diet for Olympia because I'm already dieting for summer and I thought it'd be fun. All right. Olympia with an asterisk. I'm doing the amateur Olympia. So amateur Olympia. Yeah, it'll be fun. So what's amateur? Is that like filmed on a cell phone? I have no idea, actually. I didn't even know about it. And then I reached out to Paul, who prepped me for the show I was going to do before COVID hit. Can I say COVID on here? No, this ain't YouTube, right? Yeah. He was prepping me. I reached out to him and told him I wanted to do a show up in Washington that is actually the same week as the Olympia show. And he was like, why don't you do the amateur Olympia? And I was like, I never even heard of that. And now here we are. Yep, so Wednesday, October 6th, I'll be competing in Florida. If you're there at Olympia, come cheer me on. What color suit are you going to wear? That's all I care about. Just black, classic. Fucking weak. Black, classic. uh, The thing I have to figure out is what I'm posing to. Yep. Which I think I have figured out, and Dana's going to work through it with me. So Dana's um, going to teach you your posing routine. uh Uh-huh. Holy shit. It's going to be pretty sick. Wait until... Do you know what it is yet? I, I know... The song? It's it's the same song you use for everything, right? No. No, no okay, you don't know then. Shit, can I say my idea out loud? <laughs> sure. Beyonce? You always fuck no, with Beyonce, no. right? Oh, Halo would be sick. How didn't you think of that? Because I had a different idea that I... That you want me to tell you? Yeah. Uh, the, you're not going to know it. But in Avengers Endgame, uh-huh. the theme song is called Portals. It's when all the characters come back from the blip, and they all come through the portals and reunite. I've seen it. Avengers Endgame? Yeah, when the, the, all, the, all the they get back together. Will Smith is like the dude with the guns. Will Smith's not in it, no. Yes, That's he is. Suicide Squad. But you have the right idea. Yeah. They all reunite, and then it's yeah. like... On brum, the fucking brum. jet with Professor Xavier. Closer yeah. than Suicide Squad. It's all the same. Suicide Squad is DC, and Marvel is X. Washington, DC? No. That's very different. 
I'm very confused of what you're talking about. I'm confused. What's this episode about? For kids, about? right? It's like a kids movie? No, we've established this before. Superhero shit is not for kids anymore. Are there any little boy wizards? Not in Avengers. Really? Uh, no. Doctor Strange is like the only wizard. So is that like a grown-up Harry Potter? Kind of, but he like controls time and shit. Controls time? You wouldn't like it. You seen any good movies recently? I thought the only one that controlled time is Click from Adam, Adam Sandler. No. Denzel Washington's son controls time. You seen that movie? His son does? Tenant? No, I haven't seen Tenant, but I've seen Deja Vu. Have you seen Deja Vu? Deja Vu is very good. Yeah, with the boat? Don't a train. Stressful. And Deja. When he burns his partner and they hear him get burned alive because he's caught by surprise. You're combining every him, Denzel Washington movie And they ever? feed him to the alligators? Ugh. I don't know that one. You don't know that one? His uh-uh. son was sick the whole time. I need to get his son medicine. John Q. Wow. No, my Denzel Washington library apparently does not go as deep as yours. My Denzel Rolodex. Well, you know, some of us have priorities in life. Mine is Denzel. Yours is little kid action movies. Safe house. He's in safe house. Well, you know who would be really, hands down, the best Batman of all time? Denzel Washington. God. Why? Well, first of all, has there ever been an African American Denzel or African American Batman? Not in the movies. It's about fucking time, mm-hmm. and Denzel Washington would crush. A little bit older now. What? Denzel's old. Uh, so wait, Batman, saw... Batman doesn't get old. I'm not saying. No, wait. Bro, he would crush. Put me in charge of this superhero movie shit. No, hold on. I'm trying to think. I saw a Denzel movie not too long ago that was actually pretty good. Was he, he Batman? Was a... What do you mean was actually pretty good? He no. will beat your fucking ass if you and say that again. He was a cop and... Oh, uh... He's a cop in every movie. And Jared he was a... Leto's in it. He was a bad cop? Yeah, no. see? Jared Leto. He comes back as the Joker and it, Denzel is Batman. It did kind of come full circle, but no, that's not what I meant. And the dude who played in the Queen movie. The Queen movie? Yeah. Remy something. I don't know what you're talking about right it's now. It's on HBO. Oh, God. Dude, tell me Denzel would not be the dopest Batman. He would be interesting. I do like his son as an actor, though. I'll go on the record and say that. His son was in... Uh, Jaden Smith? No. Uh, Ballers, the wide receiver, Ricky Jarrett. Or Ricky. Oh, is that his son? That's his son. Whoa. Did I just blow your mind? Who would he be in Batman? I don't know. Robin. Man, I had no idea. Oh, Denzel would be Alfred, and his son would be Batman. Even though... In- no, you got it all wrong. That'd be weird. You got it all wrong. People are not going to like this episode. Why not? We're seven minutes in. <laughs> we did have an intro, which made it more official. Do we have sponsors yeah. this time? I'm, I'm going to go back and record the sponsors, but I'm, I'm going to record it at the end and then put it at the beginning because I, I forgot to do it. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah, that So works. it's going to be sponsors, and then it's going to be... Uh, really cool song to get the people going Chinese food buffet song and then it's going uh, yeah and and then it's going to be tear up this buffet and then it's going to be us for eight minutes talking about Denzel Washington being Batman cool love it well would you like to tell everyone because I think everyone's very concerned with what's happening here what about the echo no the fact that we got mustard colored chairs from the 80s Where'd these come from? I bought the chairs. I bought four of them, first of all, and three showed up. Tell me you don't like this chair. It's not bad. It is. It's definitely interesting. Okay. But it's not bad. The color, I think once the room is a little more established. It's eclectic. 
Yeah, eclectic. Yeah, that's, yeah, the, that's word. the word you're looking for. Uh, 70s show was the word I was looking for. But I think it works with everything. No, it does. And the echo should be a little bit better now because we have a uh, twine rug. Twine? Isn't that what it is? It's a yeah. burlap. Okay, we have a burlap rug now. Yeah, we're pretty high tech here. I like that every week we're making a small improvement to the room. We don't want to blow our load. No, not at all. Uh, all to start. So we're, we're going to make it slow. Um, what do you want to talk about? I oh. just bought a fucking airplane hanger. <laughs> sure, let's talk That's about that. That's why I'm late for this podcast. This podcast was supposed to be an hour ago. I bought an airplane hanger, and then the guy tried to sell me four other airplane hangers. Did you buy those? No. Are they connected? No. Did we talk about the airplane hanger in last episode? I think I talked about maybe wanting one. It was on my vision board. Oh, well, now it's official. Uh, yeah, it's off my vision board now, dude. What'd you put in there? Uh, so I put the 182 in there. My That's plane. it so far? Yeah. What, I don't know. What else would I put in there? I don't know. You going to store any cars over there just for a vibe? No, maybe for a vibe. Maybe I'll store one of the... Uh, probably maybe my silver 911, the one that I look like collectible. Um the one in the back, it's gray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then, because uh, that one, I'm just going to I'm gonna hold on to that. That's my collector's. I'm going to ruin everything else. Whatever happened to the other silver one that you got from that, uh, what's his name, in Westchester? Bill? It's sitting, it's sitting in the garage. No, not Bill Perron. The other guy. Oh, what the fuck's his name? He was going to buy my Cayman off me. Uh, the older Porsche. Holt? Oh, yeah, yeah. Whatever Holt? happened to that? So I bought, I bought that 993. Dude, that was a pretty good deal. I bought that 993 for, I wish I still had it. I bought it for 55000 Yeah, I don't remember you getting rid of that car. I though. put like 10,000 miles on it, and then I had 65,000 miles on it. And, or no, wait. <laughs> wait, that's the price. So I bought it with 70,000 miles. Mm-hmm. I bumped it up to 80,000 miles, and then I sold it for ten grand over what I bought it for. Did you sell it out here or back in No, the no, no. I sold it before we left when I sold the Supers. Oh, because I don't really remember it. But yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll put that in there. I'm going to hang up some... Uh, I'm going to have an American flag. Okay. I'm going to hang up the Montana flag. Is there a bathroom in there? There's a bathroom. You can Is poop in there. Yeah, it's heated. It's really nice. Why are you thinking so hard about that? Because it just sounds like a cool clubhouse. I want to make so sure it checks the all cool my boxes. Thing, the cool thing about this is it faces um, the airport. So like there's only like four or five hangars that face west, which is facing the actual uh, runway. So essentially, I'm going to get like a, a chair and a grill and stuff like that. And then like there we, go. we can go out there on like Friday afternoons and pretend like we're having a meeting and we can just like <laughs> sit there and watch airplanes land. How loud is it? Eh, depends what plane's going. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Well, That's pretty sweet. Yeah, man. Thanks. Pretty yeah, pumped about it. Wi-Fi? No Wi-Fi. Damn. Good service, though. Okay. All right. That could be like a deal breaker. What do you mean? Not having Wi-Fi over there. Why? Because uh, then what if it's an emergency? Use your cell phone. A segue into our next topic. You know what I did today? You're trying to be me. Yep. You're copying me. You said that was on your vision board. When we did that, you were like, something on my vision board is me not using my cell phone. And now uh-huh. look at you. And I left, I got in my car this morning and my cell phone didn't connect and I didn't feel like going back in the house. So I said, fuck this. Oh, so here. you actively <laughs> just left your cell phone? It pretty much, yeah. Holy shit. I got in my car, turned it on and didn't hear any music. And then I was like, that's weird. And I was like, oh, my cell phone's in the house on the kitchen counter and I don't want to be late and I'm out of here. So I left. Yeah, because you knew we had a fun filled day. Today's action. 
Yeah, today's pretty good. It's pretty good so far. Yep. Had some meetings today. We had one, two. We had a lot of meetings. Yeah, today. I think we approved a logo today, a branding package. Are you saying that out loud? What do you mean? That the logo's approved? Because I'll run with it. Yeah, let's uh, let's approve that logo. We just need to figure out the text. Well, you guys just heard it here first. No, I what think. What is the logo for? Do the no do, people don't know. Do we want to tell people? So no, the no, cool. No. Well, the, co- the cool thing about this podcast is there's like a very specific, small percentage of people that listen to this, but I think that they really care. Yeah. So we'd be telling the people that really care first. VIPs. Yeah. I got a lot of messages about last week's vision board episode, so I hope this uh, episode lives up to the hype. So there were a lot of people that don't follow me. Okay. Like, I don't know if they came from you or where they came from, um, but a lot of people talking about how they listen to all these other podcasts and they stumbled across the vision board one. I don't yeah. not super familiar with the platform and like if it serves it. I don't know. And stats and all that. That's why we're kind of slow with the sponsors thing, because I don't know the stats of the podcast. I assume everyone Had, in the world listens to it. Not everyone in the world. I know. You know what I assume? I assume no one listens to it. Really? That's why like I just show up and we just fuck around and talk. No, I think people like it. I think that. So what I like about the podcast is it. <laughs> we we lock ourselves in this room for an hour. And it's just cool, man. We just get yeah. to talk about whatever. And it's easy. I do know what uh, we should talk about today, though. What? The Your shirt. F-Y-K-E? Mm-hmm. I forgot they can't see like, my shirt. It's like their fails really leaning behind that, and I don't think yeah. we really explained it. <clears throat> and it's kind of going to be like, turn into our slogan? Not slogan. Slogan's well, I think it's right. always been our slogan, right? It's always just been worded. Differently. It's always been there, and I think it's always been it's always been it. But I think it's I know I think it's appropriate, right? So like, little story, um, <clears throat> how the companies generally start, right? So Flagner Fail started. I just designed stuff that I wanted to wear, mm-hmm. and I did everything because I wanted to do it. You know, I everything was I wanted to be able to travel more with Dana, and Dana wanted to do this. So we just the brand like followed us. Yeah. And people identified with it, right? They, they, liked, they liked it. It felt right. And they were like, oh, I can get behind this. You know, freedom, doing what you want, chasing your dreams, never giving up, all the stuff. And then I get there and all of a sudden I've like sort of made it. Mm-hmm. Dana's made it. And it changed a little bit from fighting through the shit to like having fun and you know, a little more lifestyle brand. And then we start yeah. hiring designers and we start growing. And all of a sudden I was like, Oh my God, I started this small little streetwear brand. Now it's like an actual company. Mm-hmm. There's people that work here. We have an HR department, like, <laughs> which is horrible. Uh-huh. Um, if we can figure out how to keep the company under a size where we have an HR department <sighs> and then I'm just the HR department. Oh God. What? I think that is why we have HR. I'm going to put that on my vision board. To get board. you away. No, 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 no. I'm going to put that on my vision board, and this is what we'll do. I'll get chairs for my office, and then people will be like, I need to meet with HR. And then they'll walk into my office, and I'll be like, hi, I'm Rob Bailey, HR. And they'll be like, wait, you're HR? I'm like, yeah. And they'll start telling me their problem. I'm like, you're fired. Go home. Next. That should be pretty good. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be great. Everyone just live in fear. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, so we started getting this real company, right? And I realized that, okay, cool. My personality is driven it. Dana's personality is driven it. Your personality is driven it. Drew's personality is driven it. And all of a sudden you start to realize that like, oh, cool. Now we're dealing with people that aren't like us, Mm -hmm. right? That don't, um, some people are driven only by money, right? Some people are driven only by like 
fucking pats on the back. Right. Some people are driven by being able to show their friends what they do. Mm-hmm. Some people are driven by like, they just want to feel like a part of something. Mm-hmm. Some people are driven by, they don't give a fuck about anything. They just want to accomplish work, you know? So like everybody has these different motivating factors. And I've realized that my motivating factors, the way that I speak, the way that I communicate with people doesn't work that well. <laughs> it works outwardly, right? So mm-hmm. when I'm like, don't be a bitch, do your fucking work, right? There's hundreds of thousands of people that get behind that. Oh, outwardly. And they're okay, like, yeah, yeah. hell yeah, let's do the fucking work and quit being a fucking bitch. Uh-huh. And they like love it. And I love it. And that's what I want to hear. And that's like every single one of my lyrics is like very like first person. I'm a powerful, unstoppable motherfucker and I'm here to fucking crush. Mm. And then when I do that same speak inside the building and in this environment where it's not like this one time hearing thing, or it's like, you know, Tuesday morning at fucking nine o'clock. I'm like, Hey, adversity will show up. Quit being a fucking bitch and let's get the fucking job done. When people come here every day for a job, they're like, Oh, I don't, yeah, I, that doesn't feel, this doesn't feel like I want to be here. Yeah. It hits differently before you have your coffee in the morning. <laughs> exactly. So, and not many people respond well to that, mm-hmm. I think, you know, and I think that the average person shuts down. Uh, I don't shut down, you know, anytime that I get hit with any, and even you, like sometimes I like flex on you or I get like, mm-hmm. like an asshole to you. And like, I see it changing your face and I know you get frustrated, but like that frustration turns into fuel to mm-hmm. get some fucking shit tightened up. And if I'm ever like, oh, dude, like this shit's a fucking mess. This is a mess. Like, I know when I come in the next day, you're going to have everything fucking organized. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, like my workload's going to be bigger because you're just going to flex back by being like, well, look what I got done last night, motherfucker. I didn't sleep and I got this done. Not many people perform like that. Mm -hmm. I I feel like that's how winners perform, but not many people perform like that. Um, So uh, since we moved to Montana, uh, I've backed off. This is a very long explanation. No, so I've backed off. Uh, we did, we did like the the core values and stuff, and mm-hmm. like that episode. I'd love to even go back and like revisit that episode because I think that what I've been doing is I've been trying to tailor the core values and the mission statement of the brand internally and make it very all inclusive and soft. Mm-hmm. Is I guess the best way to put it. Externally, yeah, fucking hustle hard kill everything. Yeah. Always been like, boom, always. And then people get behind it. They love it. They understand it. They identify with it. It fucking gets their blood going. But internally from like, you know, work hard, hustle hard or kill everything. That's normally good for like an afternoon. And then next (laughs) day they're like, man, I'm so tired of killing everything every day. Like, I really just wish that I'd get a pat on the back or whatever they want, you know? Um, so, the brand was driven by me for so long and now I'm realizing that if, if I'm going to include other people, I can't have it. So I've been trying to write up a mission statement, brand value, core value, shit, all that internal stuff. And I've, it's been very, very hard for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I started working with a woman um, to try to write them all, which is like sort of where that episode came from when we pulled up the Boy Scout ones. And it's just nothing's felt right, right? Like. Yeah. It's just felt very weird and overcomplicated and not me, but not I'm trying us, to, yeah. I'm trying to scale a company and I was on the phone and I, I'm going to give him a shout out every single time I bring this up, but I was on the phone with Andy Frisella and Andy and I have 
great conversations all the time. Mm -hmm. I helped him through something. And then in turn, he helped me through something. And I was talking about, you know, core values and it's so dumb. And like this building needs something on the wall when you walk in, it says like, you know, and, and obviously like no surrender. Yeah. That's what the logo is. That's what flag nor fail is. No defeat, no surrender, like keep fighting, move forward. Um, but it needs something else. And, uh, for me personally, it's always been fuck you kill everything Mm -hmm. from day one. Fuck you, kill everything. Fuck you, kill everything. And when I'm like the most powerful, that's what I say. So I did that breathing class and I felt all that energy build up in me, whether it was hate, whether it was like whatever, but just that like primal fucking power. And that's like what I felt was like the no fuck you kill everything. So that really stuck with me coming from that. And and it was in me louder than ever. And I came back here and I was telling Andy and Andy's like, well, well like you have, you have your fucking mission statement. What are you talking about? Like you, you have your core values. You say it all the time online. And I was like, well, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was like, fuck you, kill everything. And I was like, nah, man, like that's a little bit too much. Like, and I think I even said like, I need to soften it up or I dumb it down or yeah. I need to get like a, a more crowd friendly thing. Um, I was like, most people don't understand it. Cause fuck you is like the most aggressive thing to start with. <laughs> Literally. Right? It's like, what can we start with? It's the most aggressive. <laughs> oh, let's say fuck you starting. And what people always miss with the fuck you kill everything. Cause it is so jarring is I'm huge on self-talk and starting the brand Every time I printed a t-shirt, it was all Mm self-talk. I needed to see that in the mirror to say to myself, no, I need to fucking hustle harder or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it was. I I wanted to see it in the mirror when I looked in the mirror. And dude, that's what I do when I drive. I don't listen to music. I sit there in silence and self-talk, self-talk, self-talk because I... I'm not confident. I'm not organized. I doubt myself. I'm always making huge decisions that like I shouldn't be making, Mm -hmm. you know, like even buying this airplane hanger, like the whole time, like I just kept having to tell myself like, nah, man, it's going to be okay. Like you can spend this money. Mm -hmm. This is, there's a bigger vision, like trust your decision-making, trust your decision-making. You, this is, this is where you're at in life. But then the other voice is like, you are fucking up. Like you idiot, you want an airplane hanger so you can put your airplane in it that you don't even fucking fly enough and you're going to spend all that money that you should be saving when you're not guaranteed that fucking sales are going to go up. Right. So like I have to fight myself because there's two versions of me and the one's like a little bitch boy version that doesn't believe in myself and the other one's, you know, has to be a fucking murderer that that shows up and is, you know, he tells the other one, fuck you. Like, you're accountable for this. You're strong enough for this. You're smart enough for this. And you can make this fucking happen. So that dude has to show up and he's saying, fuck you to the other Rob Bailey right. or the Rob Bailey. That's like, Oh, you know, but either, you know, this isn't working because of this or shipping's taking too long or not enough people are going to the website or the youth, the algorithm changed. So the engagement's not the same. Like shut the fuck up, man. Like, there's nothing more embarrassing than someone who fucking just bitches about woe is me. Just woe is me. And even like I catch myself doing a training. Dan says, oh, how are you feeling? Like, well, my wrist hurts and I didn't sleep good and my lower back's tight. And then you're just like, nah, man, shut the fuck up. Mm. Like, fuck you. Nobody cares. Nobody, n- literally no one fucking cares. Shut the fuck up. Don't be a victim. Fuck you. And that's just like, that's the hard reset on the soft me. And then the next line is kill everything. Just a reminder, like I'm fully capable. 
and I think everyone's fully capable, mm-hmm. right? But if you don't say fuck you in the first place and fully realize that the accountability of every single thing around you, how you interpret it, how it affects you, your next move is all on you, then the kill everything doesn't matter. So fuck you to reset yourself and realize that like wipe out all that bitch shit, all that fucking weakness and then move on to kill everything. And Andy, so Andy, I explained that to him and he's like, why would you change? He's like, you're the one who built all this essentially, you know, you're the driving factor that made this. It's the reason that everyone's in Montana in that building. Like it just wouldn't be there if you didn't create it. And you're obviously a powerful dude. So why would you change your message for other people? Mm -hmm. Why would you take a message that's so clear and it drives you so well, uh, and change it and dumb it down or make it softer for everyone else. And I was like, well, man, like they don't understand it. And it's because it's your fucking job to explain it to them. Yeah. If you don't explain it to them, of course they're not going to fucking get it. You know, you don't just get to say things and have people understand it. And so don't drop your explanation down to someone else's level. Raise your expl- raise your people up to understand, you know? And I was like, holy shit. And it just clicked. I, I'd never thought of that. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't do the, 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 just the line, fuck you, kill everything has got me through so much stuff. Cause we all do that. We're, we're all at the gym and like, you're tired and something hurts and you're overwhelmed and you're stressed out about going home cause you're going to fight with your girl or like your car's not running right. And like, we've all been in situations and I'll probably be in one later today where I sit there and I put my fucking elbows on my on my knees and my hand my head in my hands and I'm just like man fuck why is this all happened to me like I can't catch a break and blah 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 and like I don't know it's it's easy it's mm-hmm. easy to sit there and think to yourself like oh this is everything ba- only bad stuff happens to me poor me poor me poor me and I don't know it, I I I do it Everyone does it. And I just need to shake myself up and step. I step out of my body and I look at myself and I'm like, fuck you, bro. Like, fuck you, you weak little bitch. Mm -hmm. Snap out of it, essentially, and kill everything. And then it's just, you know, once I think once you step out and you like correct yourself, it is giving yourself the power to have the confidence, right? Because I think that I think that there's a couple different. I think that like faking the confidence is definitely a thing. I think that having like the baseline confidence in yourself, right? Like I know that you have it. Mm-hmm. I know that you, you know, in your heart that you can figure anything out. Mm-hmm. Right. And you know that because you spent the last 10 years being faced with hard shit and figuring it out. Yeah. If you don't face with hard shit and you just sit in the victim mode, you'll never face the hard shit and you'll never get to this baseline confidence. So I don't know. I, a lot of times, like when I'm in a situation, like buying this hanger, dude, we didn't do it with realtors. Um, it's least a uh, dude, super confusing. Why was it not realtors? Because the guy doesn't like realtors. He doesn't like realtors and lawyers, which I realized right away. And this, that's usually like your safety blanket, right? Yeah. I mean, Having I don't know this, this, he's an older gentleman. He's obviously really, really, really smart. Like there's no way you own five airplane hangers, a 10,000 square foot warehouse, privately owned operating as a warehouse as a, as a hanger. Uh, in Idaho, like the dude crushes, there's yeah. no way you have all this stuff and you're just some dumb idiot. Yeah. So like, of course he's going to enter a deal knowing that I'm not, you know, I don't really know what I'm doing uh, and say, Oh, no lawyers and no, no lawyers. And did that stress you out? Yeah. Right away. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I realized I was like the weak link. Right. 
Yeah, all of a sudden you're by yourself. But I'm also trying to play the game of, Mm -hmm. like, you know, he wanted all cash, which I didn't want to do. He just, you know, he owned it. And if I hadn't done it, somebody else would have hopped in and bought it. That's the market right now. The only reason is because I was the second person to see the sign hung up. He got like six offers after me that day. That's crazy. But we made like a man-to-man fucking handshake. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, once again, completely unconfident. Like you saw me that day. Mm-hmm. How panicked was I? I kept walking <laughs> in there and I was like, go, go. Mm-hmm. And Drew's like, yeah, man, I think it's a good idea. And I was like, I need someone to say, I know it's a good idea. And yeah. eventually, like, I just had to tell myself that. But, you know, you just got to work through shit, man. Yeah, a lot of them situations. But now just... that I've done it, like, I... I got that confidence. Like, no, I do have resources. Yeah. So like I called Liz, I called a couple other people and I was like, I used all my resources. And a lot of times it's to get over that fear. You just got to take a step back, you know? And now that I've done that, I'm con- so much confident in other deals that I'm going into. Right. And one day, like I'm going to be that dude, even more powerful than that dude. And be like, no, I don't, I don't want to use lawyers or realtors. Mm-hmm. Like if you can't do this on a fucking napkin and shake my hand, like a goddamn man, then we're not doing it. It's like, Whoa. Yeah, all it takes is you to see like someone else to do something yep. once to know like, oh, that's a possibility for me to do things that way. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Same thing in sports and everything. Else. Everything. You yeah. see somebody move faster than you and you're like, whoa. Yeah. You can do that that fast. That's why like a lot of times when like if you're competing in something, like you don't want to go first because mm-hmm. you don't want to show everyone else that like, oh, this is how fast and agile you can be doing this or yeah. like, or, you know. <laughs> Or you see Singerman send his steak back and tell them to take it off the bill. And you're like, wait, I can do that at restaurants? And then you're like, I'm going to try that. Do you know why he did that? Which time? Were you there for that whole conversation? I think I was. Okay, so. I was there for the one time. <clears throat> I was there when he explained it. And then. And we, he said he saw someone do it. And then. I don't remember that. Okay. I remember us like daring him to do it the so, one night. So Aaron went out to dinner. with. Not daring, I don't even know if he wants people to talk sense. But I like mean, he good. went out to dinner with someone. And. You know, I think we all have a certain culture when we go to dinner. I'm very polite. Like, you can shit on me at dinner Mm -hmm. and, like, give me the wrong thing. And I I won't really. I'm just, like, I'm just happy that I'm there. I'm trying not to ruin the night. And, like, I'm trying to take. So, Aaron, you know, he loves steakhouses. And, like, one of the worst thing is if you get the steak overcooked or it's just wrong, right? Yeah, if you're paying money for a steak, you want to Yeah, especially at nice places. So, he told a story about... um, he told a story about he was out to dinner with someone and they just said with such casual confidence, like the steak, the steak came back overcooked and the guy mm-hmm. ate like three or four bites and, um, he, the waiter came over. He's like, Hey, this is overcooked. So you can take this off the bill. And he just kept doing, and he kept, but like the way that he just said, take this off the bill. Like he didn't say like was super casual. there was no negotiating. It wasn't anything super casual. It wasn't he, an option. Yeah. And he told the story. I was like, bro, Next time we're hanging out and that goes wrong, you have to do that. I was there for that. Yeah, and so he, so when he did it, the the steak came back and it was like fucking horrible or burnt or something like that. And I was like, bro, you need to do the thing. Uh-huh. You need to say, take this off the bill. Super casual. And he was like nervous and he was like, I guess I can try. And he did it and it was like nothing. Yeah. Just it's that amount of confidence. And then once you do that once, like you do it everywhere. Uh-huh. Yeah. You do it all the time. You're like, hey, my egg McMuffin is overcooked. Take this off the bill. I don't know if that works. I don't know if that works. But yeah, dude, a lot of it's 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 that false confidence, or you faking confidence. Or I hate you know what I hate is fake it till you make it because there does need to be on the backside. You do need to question yourself. I think, and you and I have both met people like this, but people that are way too confident in what yeah. they can do, but they don't have 
the pedigree or they don't have the portfolio behind them to back it up. It's exhausting. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're always going to need yeah. something to support yeah. your And I think that's, claims. that's where that gets, uh, gets really muddy and dangerous is like delusional people. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm a- fully aware that I'm, that I'm lying to myself that I should be in that room or that I should be confident. Like, and I'm, tr- I'm, but I'm still, I'm very safe about it. Right. Like I'm very like, okay, cool. Like, you can do this. You can do this. And then I, I come up with all the reasons why I can. And then I do the work on the backside. The problem is the people that are like, no, I know my shit. I can do anything, but they, they're not going to do the work. I on the think backside. there's a big difference between, uh, delusional and how you perceptionally see something. Cause if you, you can change your perception on something, that's like the positive side. If you're a delusional fucking maniac asshole, then that's when you're in trouble. And maybe I am. Yeah. No. But I think perception... Call me that again. <laughs> I think, I'll uh, jiu-jitsu you. <laughs> I think perception is huge. Yeah. Um, on that note. So, that being said, my shirt is releasing. People have been asking for these shirts. People identify with this, man. Didn't we put it on the one Black Friday back when we were in Leesport? We might have written it. On the inside of the thermal hoodies. Oh. So, the front had the uh, Flagner Palace <laughs> script down the side, and it had yep. the full message, work hard, hustle harder, kill everything. Yeah. But then on the inside... Oh, wow. Dude, I can see that product photo like that black, yesterday. On the graffiti table. I laid it out, yeah, uh-huh. and took that product photo. Man. Yeah, on the inside it said, fuck you, kill everything, and people went crazy over them. I, re- I remember printing those hoodies. That's when we were like, wow. back in the Leesport days when it was like, print shop isn't here, fuck it, we'll just go print them. And it would be like... Me, you, and Drew printing and wiping ink off of zippers. And Dana running stuff through the dryer. Uh huh. I remember that Black Friday because the staff would leave at whatever five o'clock, what? and oh, we, we just did had the, extra days. And then we did the we hand printed kill everything on the hoods, and the thing wasn't big enough, so we had to do uh, kill and then everything. Oh man, separately. Wow, that, that was Black a lot Friday of work. was crazy. Yeah, that was the Black Friday where we did half an hour of orders. And I was excited, and then I instantly realized that it wasn't slowing down. That black and I was, was like, crazy. "Oh no, we did more than Target. The, the local Target yeah. was managed by our friend or Drew's friend, and we compared numbers, and we sold more than Target." Yeah, what was that two thousand? I think that was two thousand. No, I think that was two thousand fourteen. Because I called my brother; he was at the bar, and he drove up oh, to yeah. help us work. Dude, that was chaos. I remember I remember we launched a sale and like like you said, it didn't slow down. We were like, fuck, we have a long night ahead of us. And then we all went to Wawa. And you and fell out of the car. I fell out of, Oh, I did. I yeah. got fucked up that uh-huh. night. You stepped on ice and fell out of the car. I got like hurt. I know. It hurt though. I know. I think you're still hurt now. <laughs> I remember we all laughed at you because it was hilarious because you laugh when people fall down, but then we realized you were actually hurt. Yeah, that was painful. No, that was uh, that was so that was around the time when I panicked with the brand, and I think you and I both had the same panic, which was like, this is growing faster than we w- sort of wanted it to. Yeah, and we we were making decisions. People were making decisions that didn't care about the brand. Yeah, it's crazy. And, like saying that now, like, like looking it back, faster. and you know what I think? I think one of the, one of the problems was like going back to the vision board. And if you guys don't know about like a vivid vision, look it up. But like my vivid vision, we had accomplished it. Uh-huh. Like we were there. So without being clear of like your goals and what you're trying to do, like it makes it really fucking difficult because 
that's why the airplane hanger. Cause like it was clear, like, no, I want a hanger. Yeah. This if you is, don't know this what you're is on my list. Really. And if I get presented, like, like he presented me with another hanger and I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Cause it's not like, I don't, I can't just make decisions like that. And I think that was the problem. I was like, we were as big as I ever wanted to get in 2014. Yeah. And so when we started growing more, looking back now, how easily we could have embraced it, cleaned things up and kept going. Are you a believer in like, oh, that just wasn't our time yet though? Well, it wasn't our time is because mentally we weren't ready. We, you know, why would we get bigger than that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I never grew up. I didn't know anyone who owned businesses growing up. Yeah. Like same. everyone that was like that owned businesses or wealthy or they owned like McDonald's to me, they were like king of the fucking world yeah. and they were unicorns. So like I had never met anyone like that. So I was doing this already thing that was like so magical. So that was you so maybe great. didn't know what was possible. I didn't know like what we was were possible. Just saying, yeah. And now like, dude, I have friends online that are making fucking $10 million a month. Mm hmm. And like now you see other startup brands and, and, and you realize that like, uh, oh no, you can like go at Nike. Like mm -hmm. if you really have your shit together or, you know, uh, I mean, I like, I mean, even like a first form, like Andy, like if they want an athlete, they get an athlete. Yeah. They can literally get anyone they want. And it's like, whoa, it's cause they have the infrastructure, they have the money, they have the following, they have everything. Mm -hmm. Um, and you start realizing like, oh no, no, like. Like Andy's my boy. Like he's, we're the same fucking person. Mm -hmm. Like, why is he doing that? And you know, um, and I think that like, yeah, I just had never seen that before. I didn't even know yeah. where to see that. I thought people that owned clothing companies were like gods. Like uh -huh. I thought that they just had some kind of magic. So by the time 2014 came along, dude, we were there. Yeah. You know? So I think, uh, that being said, I think it's very important to, sort of take inventory of your dreams every once in a while, you know, and make sure what they're the same or just make sure that like you're still on course. Right. Yeah. Cause I think the big thing, uh, with like having a goal is the journey toward it is funner than accomplishing it. A lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I always had, it was always more fun for me dreaming about having it. I use it as a reference cause something mm -hmm. I did recently is like dreaming about having a Panamera. Mm -hmm. And then when I bought one, it's like, I don't, I don't even know what I'm working toward right now. Like I know, but it's like the, but you, the journey and dream it needs to be fun. fucking clear. Yeah. Like I just pulled my plane in my airplane hanger. It's crazy and I was to in say a, out loud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is like 100% like biggest shit on my vision board. Yeah. And like the woman asked me if I was her, her, uh, I guess his wife asked me if I was okay. Cause last time I was in like a really good mood. Okay. Like, like mentally. Yeah. Yeah. She very motherly. And she's mm -hmm. like, are you, I think she, oh, so she, she likes like me a lot. Shade at no, she, she was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, why? Like what's going on? <laughs> and like, yeah, I don't know. There, there's two things on my mind right now. The one thing is Dana's Graves disease, uh -huh. which is obviously like putting a damper on me. And then the other thing is I just want to get back to work, dude. Yeah. Like granted, I'm checking one of the biggest things off my vision board like, I don't even, I wasn't saying to take photos or anything. Yeah. I just, cool, my plane's in there. But I think that the, she was looking at it like, well, shouldn't he be more excited? I yeah. Like, well, no, I just want to get back to work. Like, I love it, man. I love working. Even knowing that, like, the logo that we're developing right now for mm -hmm. this other company is, like, half figured out. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. that's way more exciting than the airplane hangar. 
Like yeah. it, it's just a thing. I got in this morning. I got here at like five thirty. I put on Sports Center and I opened oh. up that file, and like just something clicked differently today. Looking at it, and yeah. I'm like, oh no, that angle is not yep. the way the angle needs and it to feels be. Feels so good. And then I trained. I did cardio. We had our meetings, and I went back to my computer and forgot that I did that this morning. Yeah. And turned it on. And was like, oh. Yeah, it's okay, really cool. good. There it's it really, is. really good. Um, best part of my morning, our best part Today. of my day, of my day in, in general, is like getting here and like seeing you here, knowing like, I don't, once again, this is like a weird thing to be the best part of my day, but like <laughs> knowing that you like had already worked upstairs, had you had already watched a little bit of your sports center, that you were down here like warming up, getting ready, that the lighting, that like how quiet everything is, like I just absolutely love it. And like one of the reasons I love it is there someone coming in or did that door just open by is there itself? A ghost? I don't know. I'll get the door. But you keep going. Wow, it's opening so weird and slow. So the door just opened very slow. There's no way that that just opened just now. But no, but one of my favorite parts of the day is like seeing you and myself too, but like knowing that we've built this amazing building, but it's more knowing that we have the right environment to get ready for the day in. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I had, uh, so when my TV got mounted, what was it? Three weeks ago or whenever something in my head was like, Ooh, this is going to be really cool. Cause a couple of weeks ago I came in the day I got the picture of my car on my phone from above and you were like, that was cool or whatever you like reposted on flag their fail. I was here. It was Saturday. Oh, we're getting ready to launch a Dana stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was getting some work done on my computer and my TV wasn't up yet, but I had it in my room in the box. And I was like, I can't wait until like the day I come here to do a little bit of work on the weekend. I can watch golf or football and then train or whatever. And then my brother was in town this week. Yeah. And we went and we picked up food and we came back here and uh, golf had just went into a playoff and it was like a fucking seven or six hole playoff this week. Mm -hmm. And uh, we turned on golf and I sat on the computer and we sat there and we just like watched it. So dope. And like waiting for it to get done so that we can train. And I was like, this is the coolest warehouse ever. Yeah. And it was just yeah. like a getting to utilize like all the cool features Yeah, that we've kind of like put a damper on mm-hmm. because we've seen the behind the scenes. The journey has been really and muddy. Our yeah. perception of it is yeah. not just the final result. Yeah. Um, having him here this weekend and like playing basketball while we're training and doing yeah. all that shit is like, this is the coolest place in the world. Yeah. It's going to be cool. We're going to have uh, an opening party. I'm actually going to meet with Sammy today and we're going to plan that out in dates and everything like that. Is it the private one or the public we're one? We're going to do two. We're going to do friends and family for staff and then we're going to do like a um, a big boy party where like we just invite everybody. Say invite, fuck it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's wrap it up. You think we'll do camps again? Oh, Ooh, wow. Sorry. And I on that, that note, one on the end. I don't know. I So I think that um, there's been a few questions I've asked answered over this last week. Dan, uh, roster runner, has asked me a few things this week. And it's just crazy how I have the answer for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Han and Paulo have asked me a few things. And mm-hmm. it's like, boom, just have the answer. Uh, and I, yeah, I think there's going to be some kind of camp. If Dana wants to do her own camp, that's one thing. But I think I'm going to do some kind of mastermind thing here. In the warehouse? I, and I, I think the same thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start my coaching program. Because like, there's a lot a lot, a lot of really good information in my head mm-hmm. and how I problem solve. Um, I'm realizing that once again, talking to Sean Whalen, right. Mm-hmm. About the lion's den. And he was like, dude, like 
And I was like, ah, I don't want to do a coaching thing. I don't want to do it. Uh, it just, it feels like I shouldn't be. And he was like, bro, he's like, you have a successful rental business. You have like four or five different e-commerce brands. You know, you have a plane, you get to travel, do whatever you want. You have all the most successful friends. You have like every dream, like you have everything. You have the perfect relationship. You live in the perfect place that you move there from Pennsylvania. Like you can't just pick up a corporation and move it across the country in a matter of a month. Mm -hmm. He's like, literally like you, I mean, you're, you're recording music. Like you, you have the dopest life. And he's like, and think of all of the money, like the hundreds of millions of dollars that you touched and or were spent to get there. He's like, that's your fucking qualification, bro. He's like, you're there. You have it. Mm -hmm. To think that you don't is fucking crazy. Like, what do you need past this? You need schooling? You need what? Like, you're telling me you need, what, $10,000 in schooling to be able to coach? And I was like, no. He's like, you know how to creatively figure shit out, dude. He's like, if you don't do fucking coaching, I'm going to punch you in the face. I was like, all right, cool. I'll do it. So you're going to do it because you don't want to get punched in the face. That's not bad. Who wants to be punched in the face, man? That's true. UFC you know, fighters want to be punched in the face. I don't think I want to. Have you watched the new Fast and Furious movie? No. Why would I watch that? That shit was crazy. Cause I watched it this weekend. And it was. It was. Just, they're so far gone at this point. But it's an action movie. Yeah, that's, that's what, what you need to realize. You forget that it. Cause when it started out as a car movie, dope. But now it's like it's not the same thing, man. Yeah, that's what my. I was like, this is fucking crazy. And my brother was like, you got to remember, people are watching this to disconnect from the fucking monotony. And mm -hmm. they don't care yeah. that Ludacris is in outer space right now. It's like, <laughs> wait, Ludacris exactly. Is <laughs> Spoiler alert. All right, everyone. Thank you. And good night. Good night, Dana. Uh, say good night, Dana. Say good night, Dana. Yeah. Good night, Dana. There you go. You don't sound like Dana at all. <laughs>